Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. Georgia man just pleaded guilty to trying to help the terror group ISIS. The revelation that the Clintons had a secret shell company that went unreported on Hillary Clinton's financial disclosures further demonstrates they are not giving voters the full picture of their wealth. Hey, Monday morning, uh, they're going to rejoin the fight. Uh, They have been caught uh, calling and communicating with the Taliban. This is one of the biggest mistakes President Obama has ever made. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. I've been coloring my hair for years. You're not going to see me turn white in the White House. Good morning. It's 904 at News Radio 1067. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. Renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi. Welcome to the show. Yes, that was those were the dulcet tones of the lovely and talented Mrs. Bill Clinton. Think about what they look like on inauguration day. And then we watch them. They grow grayer and grayer. And by the time they leave, they're as white as the building they live in. Now let me tell you. I'm aware I may not be the youngest candidate in this race, but I have one big advantage. I've been coloring my hair for years. So, you're not going to see me turn white in the White House. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the lovely little... Bill dip of Southern drawl at the end. In fact, I think if you go back to that, Brandon, and grab a little more, she continues that Southern drawl right into the end of that comment. It sounds awfully familiar for those of us who followed Hillary. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. That's old Hillary Clinton running for president down in South Kakalaki where I grew up. Old Hillary, because she ain't no ways tired. That's right. I've been coloring my hair for years. Brandon, you hear that voice in the back, the You're cackling laugh? You hear that in the back? Ah! 
I didn't know that Kimmer was endorsing Hillary Clinton oh. for president. That's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's astonishing. They got the same laugh track. It's, it's, um, it's, I, well, congratulations. Another big endorsement for uh, Mrs. Bill Clinton. It's only her. Only um, Hillary. So yesterday here, oh, we got more on. <laughs> it's only her. It's only Hillary. We've got more on. Oh, Hillary, oh, Rodham, old Clinton, oh, out there. Hoo, doggy, I guarantee. Senator from Hooterville running in. We got more of that coming up uh, in the show because she's so authentic. That's what I love about Mrs. Bill Clinton. She's 100% authentic. Um, so yesterday, we were discussing the interweb uh, conversation that Atlanta needed to have a not-quite-victory party for the Hawks after their narrow, narrow defeat by the Cleveland Cavaliers Only in a third. four-game sweep. Yeah, so we did, there was some talk about that. And I said on the air at the time, I couldn't figure out where this was coming from because uh, you know, all I'd seen, I'd, 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 the guys at Rock 100 had mentioned it, but I, and, and a couple other people in my interweb, but I couldn't figure out the source of it. I'd gone to the sports, our sports station here, uh, at, at News Radio 67, our sports partners, and I'd talk to people in the media, and I couldn't find out where it was coming from. Part of it was an attempt to get kind of a, a pseudo hoax thing going with Rock on it, which is what they do over in the day, which is cool. That's great. But when the show was over, someone finally said to me, you know where it's coming from? No. It's coming from Mayor Kasim Reed. What? And one of the smart sports guys told me that after Reed lost the Braves, that he's in trouble, that he sees he's in trouble, and that it's going to be worse for him when the Braves have actually gone. Right now, it's just theoretically that's going to be the theoretical move. But once they're playing in Cobb County in 2017, he's going to be he's in trouble. So he's become super Hawks booster to try to cover up the fact that he's the mayor who lost the Atlanta Braves. And he was on V103 yesterday morning humping this and had been tweeting it out. And the guy asked me, well, didn't you see all the mayor's tweets? Now, I've been following Mayor Kasim Reed on Twitter since I got to Atlanta a year ago because I want to know what's going on. I'm interested if the policies and discussions. Hey, I live here, you know, so I want to know what's going on. And I said, well, I must have missed those. I get a lot of tweets. I follow a lot of people. I'm interested in a lot of different ideas. So I go back, and I'm going through my Twitter timeline, and I can't find any messages from Mayor Kasim Reed. So I said, well, I'll do what – and for those of you who don't tweet, just so you know that works, you have, like, your own little Twitter page thingy that if someone wants to know what you're up to, they can just go to your page and see all of your tweets for the past whatever, however many tweets you've sent out. So I am logged on as IMM Graham, and so I said, well, I'll just – Type right over here to Kasim Reed, and I get there, and boom, you can see the screen capture on my blog right now, michaelgram.com, click on the blog. You have been blocked by Mayor Kasim Reed. I, Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show, am blocked from Mayor Reed, uh, Brandon, my executive producer, you get my. I'm I'm describing events accurately. Yes, you are totally correct. And for the record, I'm not blocked. You're not blocked. So, Reed. so uh, Brandon can check out. He gets what uh, the mayor's messages all the time. Now, think about what, what blocking means. It doesn't mean that you don't read my stuff. In order to read somebody's stuff, you have to follow them, yep. right? Yep. In other words, if you don't want to read, if you have no interest in Michael Graham, you think I'm an idiot. There's a large group of you. All you do is you just nothing. You don't follow. And you don't follow me, and that's it. Mayor Reed isn't. It's not enough for him that he doesn't read my stuff. He's blocking me to keep me from reading his stuff. He doesn't want me to know what he's tweeting about talking about. He didn't want me to know that he was on V one hundred three promoting this idiotic idea of a uh, 
participation trophy for the Hawks. He didn't want me to know that he was this Generation Cupcake idiocy of, yay, we lost, yay, but we're the best losers. Why would the mayor of one of the largest cities in America block any member of the media from seeing what they're saying? But in particular, why, Brandon, would he block me? I have no, considering he was on during Christmas time, it was very festive and joyous. You remember that interview at Christmas? Uh, yeah, he didn't really like you. He, Cl- he was you. clutching the desk and he wouldn't look at me. We're in the studio together, he wouldn't look at me. And I was, yeah. I don't get it. Now, here's what's so funny about, it's part that it has to do with Southerners, Atlanta. You know, I grew up in South Carolina, so I'm, I get this vibe. When I tell people here that the mayor of Atlanta, one of the most powerful figures in the state, has blocked me, lowly talk show host on Twitter. You know what their first reaction is? Well, what did you do wrong? What do we? What did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you must have made him mad. Well, yeah, it's my job. I'm in the media. It's not my job. And I don't. Maybe, maybe this has been lost. You know, you see this with Hillary Clinton with all these reporters trying to find ways to suck up to her and be nice to her. And amazing stories breaking every day. You know, yesterday we found out that she was taking money from countries while she was approving arms deals for them, hundred million dollar arms deals. And what's the reporter? Reporter, well, you have to understand Hillary's just kind of a complicated woman. No, 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 no. You're the media. It's your job to break down the barriers and cut through the BS so that people can know the natural truth. That's our job. But here, it's everybody's like, oh my God, Michael made the mayor mad. What did you do, Michael? What are you, you going to do? I'm not going to do anything about it. I, it's his job. It's his job to explain what he's doing and what he believes. So, we invited him on the show for about, what, the 75th time, Brandon? In or about. Ballpark pro- figure. Plus or minus yeah, 25 exactly. more. And uh, the what did we ask the mayor and his office? Emailed his handlers and said, you know, we noticed that Mayor Reed has blocked <laughs> Michael Graham. Would you care to come on to talk about it or any other issue you want to have? He's welcome on the show anytime to discuss any topic he wants. And uh, the answer? Mayor Reed is not available. <laughs> The mayor is not available. Thanks, Ann. That's Ann Torres, the mayor's. At least I got a high out of it. You know, I emailed. Apparently, they block your emails too. They do. They block my emails. No, no, no. That's why I wanted you to email her. I tried to email her yesterday. They have me blocked, so I can't email. What's I'm just. I'm not asking the mayor to listen to me. I'm just trying to get. I want to listen to him. And they've blocked me on Twitter and blocked my email. It's like the Game of Thrones. They're huddled back there on the wall waiting for me to come out of the snow. I'm just a talk. What the, what the hell? What the hell? So 844-404-1067. Does anyone else think it's weird that the mayor of Atlanta is hiding from me? Or do you think he's doing the right thing that you just don't want to deal with? People like Michael Graham. Am I the problem? Or isn't this part of a politician's job? That's what I thought they did, you know. But, you know, Mrs. Bill Clinton, she doesn't have to talk to the media. She's running for freaking president, and she's ignoring the media. She's basically blocked, you know, Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. So maybe the mayor's doing the right thing to block me. I think we should have a field trip down to City Hall. I, I You know what? Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe the, the tech, he's not tech savvy. Maybe if we did the show from the lobby of City Hall... It'll be easier for the mayor to chat with us. I have fat fingers, so sometimes I hit buttons on my phone. Maybe he just has chunky fingers. Maybe that's that's what it is. 844-404-1067. Let's check traffic with Greg Talmadge in the house. Oh, Greg has me blocked, too. I can't get into the half of the expensive truck. Greg, (laughs) let me in. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067.
you have been blocked by Mayor Kasim Reed. I, Michael Graham, am blocked from Mayor Reed. It's 921. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show. The phone number is 844-404-1067. Stay tuned. Your chance to win lunch at the Oak Steakhouse Atlanta in Alpharetta uh, coming up in the lunch line later today. Why would one of the most powerful politicians in Georgia, the mayor of one of the biggest cities in America, block a radio talk show host from even seeing their tweets? He blocked me from Twitter. And this is this part of this new, it's it's the uh, growing, I'm in charge, you little peon, sit down, shut up, how dare you ask questions. You see it from Mrs. Bill Clinton, who wants to be the most powerful person in, well, one of the most powerful people in the world. I used to say the most powerful person in the world, <laughs> thanks to the last six years of American decline. I don't know if he's up there, but I mean, if I were the mayor, I would be embarrassed. But you know what's so funny about it, and this is, uh, something I can say as a guy who grew up in Peulian, South Carolina. The people I've talked to, more of them are embarrassed for me. Michael, what did you do? You must have said something to make the mayor mad. Well, I, I don't want to make the mayor mad, but I also don't particularly care if I do. My my answer when somebody tells me, I'm offended, is so what? What do I care that you're offended? I mean, do you have something to be offended about? I mean, if you have an argument to make... If you have a statement you want to make, I mean, if the mayor is upset with me pointing out that he handed over hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax dollars to his cronies inside city government in a way that none of us in the private sector could get, he can come on the show. If he's mad that I sided with the uh, fire chief who he wrongly fired over his personal religious beliefs and Mayor Reed's treatment of somebody for speaking out traditional you know, Christian beliefs, if he's mad about that, 844-404-1067. If he's mad that I keep pointing out that his embrace of illegal immigrants in Atlanta means fewer jobs um, for African-American young men in Atlanta, that he's actually making it harder for Americans of color to get jobs in the city of Atlanta because he's uh, uh, you know, welcoming illegal immigrants from others. I mean, if he's if he disagrees with any of that, if if, if I'm getting a fact wrong, whatever, I, you, Mayor, come on, you're welcome. You can t- seize the microphone, take the airwaves, and explain to the people of Atlanta exactly what you think and what's going on. But hiding. Cowering, I, I appreciate you putting that together, soccer boy, the, the little uh, deal. But I don't think that's the right theme song for a politician who tries to hide from the media by blocking their incoming emails and blocking them on Twitter. And I assume I don't know. I've, I've, I don't Facebook. I use Facebook to post stuff for the show so that you can see it. But I don't you know, send messages and stuff like that. I presume that if the mayor has a Facebook page. I'm willing to bet that I'm blocked on that, too. 844-404-1067. And my take is that when reporters get uh, turned away by presidential candidates, that when talk show hosts, you know, when uh, people in power, and I get, by the way, this is nothing new. I get this from police chiefs. I'm still waiting for a single representative of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation to come on the show and explain 
what's going on in the case of the uh, Air Force veteran gunned down, an unarmed Air Force veteran gunned down by the DeKalb police. I'm just, I just want to come on the show and say what's going on. Oh, no, 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 no. So people in power, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want you to hear what they're up to. My attitude is, in other words, it's not about me. Who, who cares about me? You want to hear them explain what they're doing in your name. They work for you, or at least they used to. I understand that we're in the process of changing that now, that we we have somehow decided that we all work for the government, and we're just lucky that they don't kill us, and we should just do whatever they say and obey mindlessly. I don't agree with that, and that's why I think that uh, trying to hide from the press, whether you're Hillary Clinton refusing to take questions, or whether you're Kasim Reed cowering under his desk, and I'm trying to lure him out with a bowl of warm milk, I think that's bad for democracy, for you, for the taxpayers. You need to know what's going on, and if they won't talk... You won't know. Let's go to Hira. Hira, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hello? No? Nothing there? Okay. Uh, 844-404-1067. And you're welcome to uh, comment on that. So, But I'll tell you what we are looking for now. Uh, we're looking for a theme song that we can play every time a Mayor Kasim Reed story pops up. Something that kind of reflects this this new world, this this new attitude. If he's going to climb behind the barricades and hide, if he's going to, you know, uh, turn out all the lights and shh, don't say anything while we're knocking. Hello, could we have an interview, please? Can we talk? Why, why am I blogging? Then we, we need a, uh, a Mayor Kasim Reed theme song. We need the mayor's montage theme. And so if you have any ideas, 844-404-1067 or email me, michael at michaelgram.com. I, I thought ISIS was having a pretty good couple of weeks, but apparently things are not going that well. They've now started recruiting recruiting middle-aged rednecks from Augusta. This is not the cut, cutting-edge fighting force that I'm sure ISIS was hoping to get. Why are they coming after middle-aged rednecks in Augusta, and why would said rednecks be joining ISIS? You'll get the natural truth coming up. I am Michael Graham. It's 934. I am Michael Graham. You know, I'm going to ask to help us come up with Kasim's theme. That's the hashtag we're looking for, a theme song for Mayor Kasim Reed, since he's currently cowering under his desk, hoping nobody knows that he's there. Uh, I'm going to ask Greg Talmadge, because he is a musical maven. So we're going to give him this next segment to think about the song for this uh, cowardly pants-wetting mayor. Who I can't take a question from Michael Graham. <laughs> He's got me blocked on Twitter, and I found out yesterday they're blocking my emails. So when I email, hey, I'm just curious, why am I blocked on Twitter? My emails just bounce right back. So this is the, and and if it were just one dopey guy, if it were just me, whatever. But you see it happening more and more. People in political power whose answer to you is shut up. That's their answer. Could you please explain why, Mrs. Bill Clinton, you took all this money from foreign governments, why the Secretary of State, and her answer is shut up. Well, that's not an answer. Well, that's the answer I'm giving you. Shut up. And uh, yesterday, she was in Columbia, South Carolina, where she ain't no ways tarred. And outside on the sidewalk, Carly Fiorina was taking any question from any. She's like, ask me anything. And, and I, I you know, had this uh, media breakfast thing with uh, Ms. Fiorina, what, a week ago, I guess. And she was like, ask me anything. And I asked her the key question. She got cranky about it. But she understood it was her job. My question was. Do you really want to send someone into the ultimate political fight who's never served any political office? 
it doesn't mean you're not a great natural athlete, but do you really want your first match to be the World Series? You know, maybe a little you know, triple A ball just because it's a game. Your politics is a game. You've never played this game. And she had an answer. Well, I didn't find it particularly satisfying, but, you know, she, she didn't go, shut up or I'm not talking to you. She didn't block me from you know, Twitter and Facebook. And I personally, I mean, and I know we've talked about this many times. Something has been happening the last few years where the old days where the politicians worked for us have come to the new days where the politicians tell us, you're going to turn off your shower. You can't have a toilet that flushes like that. But you can't, you know, drink sugared sodas. You can't have bottled water. You can't. And they're just telling. I'm like, wait, who put you in charge? No, we're in charge. And the ultimate bleep you is when the answer is, well, I'm not even going to talk to you. So the mayor of a city says, I'm, I refuse to even, I don't want you, I, I won't even let you see what I'm telling people. And the would-be president of the United States says, I will not answer questions from the press. When they're not answering questions from the press, guys, it's not about us. It's about you. There's stuff that they don't want you to know. They don't care if, you know, whoever, you know, Ed Henry at Fox knows it. The problem is that Henry's going to go on TV and tell you about it. Kasim Reed doesn't care what I think of him. Kasim Reed is scared that you're going to find out what's going on. And particularly in this media uh, market we're in where there's so many, you know, genteel members of the gentleman and gentle lady press. Excuse me, Mr. Mayor, can I ask you a very polite question that you're free to ignore? That's not me. I want to know. What the bleep? Come on. What's going on? Just tell me. And so now we are blocked. So we need a thought. We need a theme song for when the mayor comes on the air. Uh, Chuck says, Martha and the Vandellas nowhere to run. I might be yet, but I think he's so far running. Uh, Chris says, ACDC, dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. Should that be the theme song? Uh, 844-404-1067. Before, we're going to go to Eric in a second, but first let's go to Peter. Peter, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hi, Michael. Good morning. I got two songs for you. One is talking about all the the little people, Mm. so we'll call it, um, it's a small, small world. Walt Disney's song. It's a small world. That's the one. Well, for us, the for other us one little is talking is. about. Well, you guys just don't count because uh, everything is beautiful. <laughs> so you know, they just sort of flies above, and who cares what's happening below? Everything is beautiful for me. That very good point. And you know what it is? If you can, in fact. Work it out so that the uh, voters will keep voting for you no matter what you say and no matter what you do. If you never answer questions. And if you take one thing away from today's show, one fact to share with your friends, I I urge you to make it this. While she was Secretary of State, there were foreign countries that wanted arms from us. They wanted to buy high-tech weapons. Saudi Arabia in particular wanted weapons that Israel contacted the Obama administration and said, guys, come on, you can't give him that weapon. Are you crazy? While this was going on, Mrs. Bill Clinton lobbied to get the arms deal approved. The State Department approved the arms deal. So the Saudis ended up with these cutting-edge jets, millions of dollars of weapons. And then what did they do? They wrote a big check to the Hillary Clinton Foundation. How can you not answer questions about that? I mean, what, what more do you need? We're giving bad guys missiles, basically, on airplanes. You're taking money from the bad guys while we're doing it, and then your answer is, I I don't have to talk to you. I'll talk to Sandy Johnson of Des Moines, Iowa, who was handpicked by us three weeks ago to ask a question that I'd already written. 
Whether it's a mayor or whether it's a president, you deserve better than that. Eric is on News Radio 1067. Eric, do you have a song for us? I do. How about Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell? Yeah, you know, I, I get where you're going, but the real problem is that he's hiding. You know, so, so we're trying to watch him, but he's cowering down under his desk where you can't see him. He's the mayor. I'm a talk show host. Dude, seriously, grow a set. Come on. Maybe Hillary will lend you one of hers, and then you'll both have two. Um, I'm sorry I was quoting James Carville on that. Don't get mad at me. That's a James Carville quote. Uh, 844-404-1067. Wayne, we need Kasim's theme, the theme song we should play anytime he's a topic on the show. What do you got? How about Can't Touch This, MC Hammer? <laughs> it's a great song, uh, and it would certainly fit the uh, mood of Atlanta. Is there, I'm just thinking, is there something to do with being afraid? Is there something to do with hiding? Is there something to do with uh, don't want to talk to you or you're blocked? Is there something? I, I don't. Uh, I'll leave this to you. You are much wiser than I am. You can reach me by via email, michael at michaelgram.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I am, I am M. Graham. No, Theodore, it's not the theme from the Jeffersons, although it's a fine song. I love that song. That's not, that's not going to be it. Uh, we'll find out what your answer is, and we've also got a lot more coming up, including the details on this uh, Augusta Redneck who wants to become an ISIS member. Uh, and if, oh, 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 and it's gone wild on the interwebs. The middle of a couple's wedding, a bride's most memorable day, one of her new husband's buddies grabs a uh, 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 maid of honor and proposes to her in the middle of the wedding, right in front of the bride and groom. There's a photo of it you can see on my Facebook page, Michael Graham Show. I also tweeted it out. We're going to get your take on that as well. But first, let's go to the Havlin Express Loop Traffic Center. Now, Greg, before we get to the traffic, any suggestions on Kasim's theme? I got three for you. Okay. Uh, it, it's only make-believe. The okay. old Conway Twitty. <laughs> um, uh, Shaft, Isaac Hayes. <laughs> And my favorite for you is I'm on the Outside Looking In by Little Anthony and the Imperials. I don't know that one, so I'll have to look that one I'm up. I'm on the Outside Looking I gotta In. I got to tell you, I don't think Mayor Reed has earned Shaft. I think you got to be a very different than he's, he's like the anti-Shaft. Who is the man who's too scared to talk to you in the hall? Shaft. You're damn straight. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. I think we may have found it. This may be Kasim's theme. Who can it be knocking at your door? For those who are just tuning in, hi, I'm Michael Graham here on News Radio 1067. The mayor of the city of Atlanta, one of those powerful politicians in the state, has blocked me on Twitter. His press office has blocked my incoming emails. Not that I send very many. I, mean, I didn't even realize all this blocking has been going on for, I don't know, weeks, months. I have no idea because I got other stuff going on, too. It was yesterday when Mayor Reed was floating the idea of a participation trophy ceremony for the NBA Hawks, a true low moment in sports if it had happened. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why I didn't know where the story was coming from. Eventually, I tracked it down, 
and uh, it was in Mayor Reed's Twitter feed. Well, the reason I didn't see it is he's got me blocked. It's not that he doesn't follow me, which is fine. It's that he won't let me see what he's up to. 844-404-1067. Keith, are you the person who tweeted me about the idea of making a men at work who can it be now? The mayor's theme? I think it should be the whole Democratic Party theme. (laughs) It is is weird how they don't want to answer questions, tell you what they're doing. We now found out that Bill Clinton was hiding. I was getting his money with this WJC LLC funnel through thing. It's it's really weird, isn't it? It's 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 the whole Democratic, uh, you know, party line theme. It's just what they do. Well, Keith, if the voters let politicians of any party get away with keeping secrets, keeping things in hiding, then we deserve what we get. But to me, the first line is, will you answer questions? Will you just answer the questions? And you see it right now. Carly Fiorina, anywhere you go, answer any questions. Rand Paul will take any questions. He gets beaten up on the the press all the time and he sits there in part because he thinks it helps his campaign and of course that's part of the deal but also in part because that's who he is as a guy senator paul has an argument to make he wants you to know what's going on mayor reed you may be completely um uh legit in your decision to tell young high school graduates in atlanta sorry sucks to be you trying to get a job i want illegal immigrants here instead taking your jobs. You may have a completely, it may be social justice reasons or economic reasons. If you don't like it, who's tell it? Mayor Reed, you may have a perfectly good reason why you would uh, fight, fire and keep fighting against a guy who was fired just for having the same beliefs about same-sex marriage as millions of Americans. You may be totally comfortable with kicking him out. Uh, all you, you know, I'm not, I mean, I have a different opinion, but you're more than welcome to share it. And how do we go anywhere? And I hope you've Notice that on the show. People who don't agree with me are more than welcome. I want to know what you know. I want to know what I'm missing. I'm so sick and tired of talk radio where it's always just lecturing. Here's what you're supposed to think, and here's what everyone like us thinks, and everything that that my team says is right, and everything the other team says is wrong, blah, 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 blah. No. A conversation. But, Mayor, I can't have a conversation when you're hiding under your bed wetting yourself because someone wants to ask a Ask a question. You know what? Does Depends have a theme song? Maybe that should be the uh, the Kasim theme. I don't know. Courtney, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Thanks for the call. Hi, Michael. Um, I think it should be Control by Janet Jackson, and I love that one line in there where she says, don't make me lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was... I mean, for real. It's like, because not only are you part of the media, which is right. like, he's the mayor, he should expect this, but sure. also you're a citizen of Atlanta. And if you're gonna if you're gonna open yourself to social media and tweet things, then then you're kind of opening yourself to anybody who wants to read it. If you're I, the mayor of Atlanta, you would think, and and it's nice to know what's going on in the world. And if I see it, I can tell you about it. Yes, yes, you're right. Thank you for the emails, Michael at michaelgram.com. That I can do an end around. I can start a fake account. I don't want a fake account to have to use to follow the real account of the sitting mayor of Atlanta, Mayor Reed. What's the problem? Seriously, I mean, are you really this thin-skinned and cowardly? This is a news. I'm used to politicians avoiding me. I don't blame you. I would much rather talk to the dopey TV reporters who will ask you clueless questions and let you say anything you want. I get it completely. I'd much rather talk to the water carriers um, on your team over at the AJC. I'd much rather do that. But, you know, answering the occasional question, not exactly. I swear to God there won't be any math. 
This isn't an SAT question. It won't be a puzzler. I won't, Mayor, I won't ask you a train leaves Chicago, at, you know, going 30 miles an hour. Just conversation. That's all. Steve, we're looking for Kasim's theme. What's your idea? Hey, since uh, they seem to think we're all idiots as, as citizens, uh, Green Day's American Idiot would be a great one for them. And it's a great song, too. So 844-404-1067, or maybe you think it's completely reasonable and and uh, that this is what the media should do. Um, I just, I, you know, that, I mean, excuse me, this is what politicians should do. I just don't uh, don't buy that. For all of the female type people listening, I've got something I want to talk about later in the show. And I urge you, if you have a second, jump over to the Michael Graham Show Facebook page and check out the photo of a guy proposing to the love of his life. Nothing against that. He's on one knee. She clearly is shocked and surprised. It's not the couple I want you to see in the photo. Look behind them. What you'll see are the bride and groom at their own wedding sitting at the head table with some interesting looks on their face watching somebody else either A, take advantage of the beauty and romance of the wedding to propose or B, stepping on the bride's day trying to make themselves the star at a wedding. You know, I've sung, I used to uh, sing at weddings and uh, I've never seen anyone propose at a wedding. I, it seems to me kind of a jerk thing to do, but I want to get your take on that coming up. Uh, and also, like I said, um, the uh, ISIS reaches to Augusta for their new wave of fighters. And it's got to be the most inadvertently embarrassing tweet ever sent by a politician in the history of the world Courtesy of our good friend Carlos Danger, a.k.a. Anthony Weiner. You don't want to miss this story. It's coming up. I'm Michael Graham. Good morning. It's 10.05 on News Radio 1067. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show. Welcome. So glad that all of you are here including the staff members of Mayor Reed's office who are listening on at 106.7 FM, uh, record, writing down everything I say and then sending in, he mentioned you again, Mayor, he mentioned you again. We're still looking for the perfect Kasim's theme, the perfect song that we should use every time Mayor uh, Reed is a topic on the show. And once again, I will say it, he is welcome, you're welcome, everyone is welcome to call me at 844 844- Four zero four one zero six seven. This is Atlanta's largest diner table. Everybody is welcome here. You don't have to agree with me at all to uh, have a conversation. But I do want to remind the mayor, if he's still seriously talking about having a participation trophy ceremony for the uh, the Hawks. Sprinkles are for winners. Sprinkles are for winners. That's one of our natural truths. Uh, we're going to talk in a second, too, about the natural truth about animals that a frightening number of Americans don't want to Admit, But first, we've got some news coming up from one of my favorite politicians ever. You may remember him as Anthony Weiner, but he was better known on the interwebs as... Carlos Danger, remember? There's a man who's known as Carlos Danger When it comes to girls, not one's a stranger 
With every move he makes, with every picture that he takes, odds are you will see his junk tomorrow. Yikes! Carlos, danger man, Carlos, danger man, they're running him for mayor, despite what's in his hand. I, I don't think that's a camera. That kind of scares me. When young girls surf on the web, he's spying. When it takes a family portrait, it's terrifying. I, I don't want to see that, please. Thank you. His wife is by his side. She will not be denied. He's gonna drag his sorry ass to Gracie Mansion. Actually, that didn't work out. Carlos, danger man. Carlos, danger man. They've given him a nickname, but you take away his iPhone cam. Please do. Please take it away. By the way, you know his wife. Uma Abedin, she's one of the people who was simultaneously working for the State Department and Hillary Foundation and taking money from foreign governments at the same time. Anyway, so what's Carlos Danger up to? Anthony Weiner, what the puck, P-U-C-K. The former congressman mayor candidate is a huge hockey fan, but he he needs to choose his words more carefully while tweeting during the games. While the Anaheim Ducks were playing the Chicago Blackhawks on Monday, the husband of Uma Abedin tweeted, quote, so this is what a PP looks like. <laughs> he meant power play. Incredulous followers instantly replied along the lines of, uh, are you sure you don't want to rethink that one? This is what a PP looks like. The best part, Sydney Leathers, Wiener's sexting partner, promptly tweeted, I showed everyone what your PP looks like already. So... <laughs> Ouch! Oops. Yeah, that's that's you just got to be more careful out there. So, a Long Island University was dragged into court yesterday to defend their decision to keep two chimpanzees, Hercules and Leo, in uh, a, a cage. I guess you know, keep them in. The, they're they're doing a study on them, so they have them uh, locked up in a facility where they can continue the study. They're being challenged because the Non-Human Rights Project, which is representing the chimps, sued the university that's holding them, and a judge granted them a hearing based on the personhood rights of animals. This is the first case about whether non-human animals are eligible for the rights of personhood to ever be heard in a U.S. court. It's not the first time, though, similar challenges have been brought. In Argentina, a court recently granted a habeas corpus petition, that means your rights as a human, in order the release of, a, of an orangutan being detained in a zoo. Obama's regulation czar, Cass Sunstein, argued stridently that animals should have legal standing to sue in a court, and in another case involving a chimpanzee named Tommy, owned by a couple that was that kept him in a cage, the non-human rights <clears throat> project didn't say that he was being uh, detained uh, cruelly. They acknowledged Tommy the chimp is being treated well, he's being fed well, he's getting good medical care, 
but it's a violation of his right not to be detained against his will. That he simply has the, quote, he has the right not to be imprisoned. Tommy, the monkey, is the equivalent of a human child, close quote. This is the new standard, and it's coming our way. And so the question for you at 844-404-1067 is whether or not they're right. Do animals have human rights? Do, are, should animals be granted the right to sue, the right to say, I don't want to be detained, the right to leave? Should non-human animals get human rights? And this is in front of a judge right now. This isn't theory. This isn't slippery slope. This isn't one day. Nope. Right now, uh, this is the argument that's being made. The uh, owners of Hercules and Leo, the university, are being forced to explain to the court why you should be able to detain an animal against its will. As a law professor from University of Tennessee, Glenn Reynolds writes, I would hate to think some radical leftist neighbor would haul me into court to show cause as to why I'm detaining my dog, Thomas Jefferson. It's an interesting and perplexing question. What makes it more disturbing for me is that there's a rising change. There's a changing attitude where more and more people are looking at animals, dogs, cats, their pets as people. And they honestly, truly believe that these animals are people. And I've got some disturbing examples for you from right here in Georgia and from my real life right now. This, In fact, it's ironic that this case is coming to court this week. I'm just curious. I come from the I love my dog, but it's just a dog school. That's how I grew up. That's what my how my parents acted. That's how my neighbors when I was growing up acted. There's this new school that is, it's not just a dog. It's my baby. It's my child. It's my son. It's my neighbor. It's my friend. So who's right? Is a dog just a dog? Is a pet just a pet? Or is a dog an animal more than that? Have they risen above and beyond? And do you agree with me that there's animal owner, there's an animal lover, and then there's an animal kook? And that the animal kooks are taking over? Or is this just the next step, as the uh, people at the Non-Human Rights Project say, this is just the next step in our societal evolution. We're now learning to acknowledge what is true. Michael Graham now, and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. It's 1020. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham, would you like to see you two live in the Big Apple? Well, you're in luck. News Radio 167 is your chance to rock out in Madison Square Garden with you two on their 2015 Innocence and Experience Tour. You get the hotel, air, and tickets on us. Go to NewsRadio1067.com for all the details. I'm Michael Graham. Welcome to the show. There, uh, I've, I've done a lot of uh, charity work over the years and happy to and uh, work with a great charity that supports our veterans called uh, Fisher House, fisherhouse.org. But uh, one of the things I've learned and I've talked to when you do radio, you have marketing people approach you, blah, blah, blah. The top two issues that will raise money, the top two causes and concerns, feeding your neighbors. Nope. 
Helping a struggling guy get a job. Nope. Stopping sex abuse. Nope. Animals and kids. And animals are number one. The cause that you can get people to most readily give money to is taking care of animals. Now, I like animals. They're delicious. I like pets. I love little Hans Blix, our uh, Kavashitz or whatever he is. It's Shitsu, Shitsu Kav. It's it's half Shitsu, half Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. I don't know exactly. Whatever. He's a cute little dog. I just tweeted out a photo of him, and he's, we love him. But uh, apparently, this is radical for me to say. Some of you, I'm giving you a trigger alert now. To me, this is just a natural truth. I love Hans Blix. He's just a dog. If my house is on fire and one of my kids is in the house and my dog's in the house and I can only carry out one, I'm carrying out my kid. I'm leaving the dog. When Hans Blix goes off to doggy heaven, which he will one day, I'll be sad and then I will probably get another dog. It's just a dog. Monkeys. As David Letterman often said, monkeys is funny. I love going to the zoo to see the monkeys. Uh, I love TV ads made with monkeys. Very funny. If someone was, you know, abusing monkeys, you know, shocking them with electricity for no reason, uh, starving them, whatever, that person should go to jail. But they're just animals. And I'm just curious if I'm the only person who still thinks this way at 844-404-1067. When I saw the news story yesterday about lawyers showing up on behalf of two chimps, Leo and Hercules, demanding their right to be liberated. They have the, you cannot detain them against their will. It violates their rights. I mean, really? So now now it's the animal rights movement led by the non-human rights project. I like animals as much as anyone, writes uh, law professor Glenn Reynolds, but they aren't human This doesn't mean we should tolerate animal abuse, but they don't have rights. If animals have human rights, it's not merely that you or I might find ourselves sued by Fido or Mittens, who no longer wish to be detained as pets in our zoos. Much of this country's medical research would be shut down as preclinical trials on animals are necessary for approval of human drugs and invaluable for numerous other research. Is this what radical leftists and their tree-hugging, whale-loving concern for human life want? Dead humans because we're not willing to do testing on animals? That's a great, great question. These two chimps are part of a study. I don't know if it's a good study or bad study. I leave that to the people who do this for a living. And if someone wants to make the case that the study is unnecessary or unnecessarily cruel, I'm with you 100% at 844-404-1067. But if we're going to, do you honestly believe that animals should have rights? Is that what you really believe? And if so, well, then. Doesn't that mean that every pet owner is now a slave owner? And even as I say that sentence, I'm uncomfortable with it. My problem is that the lawyers who were in court yesterday argued that owning pets today will one day be viewed the same way that we view human slavery The president of the non-human rights project, Steve Wise, draws parallels to cases over the rights of slaves, prisoners, and Native Americans. If I were a black American, I would be so outraged 
by having someone in court comparing owning a pet to slavery. Are they? Do you honestly believe that? At eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven, am I the only person who's getting bugged by this demeaning of humanity by elevating animals to the status of people? Right now in uh, Atlanta, we're looking for criminals who hanged a uh, pit bull off of a bridge. It's a terrible story in DeKalb County. They killed the dog, the, uh, and he was tied to a metal chain and hanging from the bridge on Kelly Lake Road. People are offering a $10,000 reward. $10,000 over a dog? How about $10,000 for hungry people? You all know the Mike, Michael Vick story, obviously, here in Atlanta. Michael Vick got worse punishment from the NFL than guys who beat their own wives did. He spent more time in jail than people who beat and assaulted other people. And to me, the bottom of the list, uh, on Memorial Day, I got an email from someone saying, Let's remember the other heroes who served. And, of course, on Memorial Day, I'm remembering heroes. I'm like, okay, click. I click on it. It's a picture of animals. It's a German shepherd with a soldier, and it's a horse carrying a marine, and it's a dolphin with the name. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Dolphins, horses, and dogs aren't heroes because they don't make the choice to serve. The reason why my Uncle John was a hero was because when he flew that chopper in Vietnam, he knew that guys would be shooting at him, and he still went in anyway. The reason my my grandfather was a hero was because when he landed at Normandy Beach, he knew that there would be people shooting at him, but he chose to serve anyway. Dogs, dolphins, horsies, they don't choose to serve. They're not being brave. They're just animals. And it is such an insult to the men and women, mostly men, who have died in combat to say, we need to remember, Fido didn't know someone was shooting him. Fido just did what he was trained to do. Our soldiers are not trained monkeys. Our soldiers are not mere circus animals. They're heroes because they're humans. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just the one last guy who's going to hold out and everyone else is going to say, my little puppy is my son and I dress him in clothes because he's my son and him. All I can say is you must not think much of your children if you honestly think that your dog is the same thing. Have we crossed the line into animal insanity or are you with the animal rights people that animals should have the right to be freed and every pet owner is really a slave owner? 844-404-1067. I'm Michael Graham. Good morning. It's 1035. Yeah, Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. America's divided into two teams, in my opinion. Team one, I love my dog, but he's just a dog. Team two, he's not my dog, he's my baby. And I'm just curious if I am the only, uh, you know, cranky redneck left from rural South Carolina who, when I hear people say, it's not my dog, it's my baby, I just, it just, it gets up my back. Because of what it says about babies and about what they think of the world. And with a case before the courts right now where uh, the uh, non-human rights project is arguing that animals should not be detained against their will, parallels to past court cases over the rights of slaves 
prisoners and Native Americans. I just wonder what team are you on at 844-404-1067. I mean, do you really, is your dog, is your cat, is your pet, your baby? And you're really comfortable with that? It doesn't bother you that you can literally get in more trouble. This isn't an exaggeration. You can literally get in more trouble for mistreating an animal than you can for mistreating a human being. That doesn't bother you. When you see that people are honoring our animal war dead as though they were actual soldiers who signed up and risked their lives, you don't think that's demeaning to the people who did it? Wayne Johnson doesn't. He's a 70-year-old clinical psychologist who was protesting on behalf of the two chimps who are in this case, waving a sign that says, free Hercules and Leo. Once again, free them from animal testing. Quote, I do buy the slippery slope argument. Whether it's chimpanzees or mice, these animals should be free. (laughs) And that's the question is once you say, well, you can't keep chimpanzees, Michael, they're too close to human what about dolphins? They're too close to human. What about elephants? Where do you draw the line? Should it be illegal? I mean, should, should we shut down all zoos and say you're not allowed to have a zoo because you're detaining the animals against them? I, am I, what, it wasn't, wasn't there a time when this whole conversation would be a joke? Wasn't there a time when people go, yeah, sure. And then we're going to have the animals vote. And now people go, well, why not? Why shouldn't they vote? Because uh, they're just animals. It is now a risky proposition to say the phrase in public, they're just animals. Uh, Joshua has an interesting idea. He emailed me, Michael, at michaelgram.com. Michael, tell those activists who don't want animal testing that they can volunteer in the place of the animals. Somebody's got to do it. Okay. What's what's the difference? A very good point. Risky things to say in public, as I've found out. Humans are better than animals. Humans are more important than animals. Humans should be prized more than animals. I thought this was so obvious. Donna says, come on, Michael, one chimp, one vote. Okay, let's, I don't want to violate their their uh, their rights if I can. I, I wonder if my uh, fellow uh, redneck Hillary Clinton agrees with me on this. Think about what they look like on inauguration day and then we watch them they grow grayer and grayer and by the time they leave they're as white as the building they live in now let me tell you i'm aware i may not be the youngest candidate in this race but i have one big advantage i've been coloring my hair for years years so You're not going to see me turn white in the White House. That's right. We ain't going to see her turn white because she ain't no ways tarred. So I wonder, would she take the classic redneck view of animals are for work and for support? And when you're done with them, you send them off to animal heaven and get a new one? Or is she part of the animals have rights? They're not my pets. They're my people. Let's ask Katie. Katie, you're on the air. Thanks for the call. Hi. Yes. Thanks, Mike. So we have two dogs, mm-hmm. and I was a sucker, and I adopted our second one when I was pregnant with my first son, wow. who is now four months old. This dog, I, who I love, but we've spent $1,200 on a surgery for her um, recently, and we're currently living with my parents <laughs> in one room. My dog has horrible anxiety issues, and... I just, you know, yes, they're a commitment that we made to adopt them, but I, I'm pretty sure my friends would bury me alive if I tried to rehome 
my animals. But I mean, we've. <laughs> How about doggy heaven? Doggy you know, heaven, and then one day were, you'll have a place to live of your own, and you can have another doggy. There we go. Well, and see, you'll have twelve hundred dollars that you could spend on your kid. Exactly. Or on if they lived in the wild, you know, unfortunately, they'd probably both be dead. Of course I mean, they let's would. Be honest. Of course they're they depending would. on me, <laughs> and I just, you know, my son is more important, and I just we've we've let our animals become a top priority when they are just animals. They're, people are more important. I just this is this amazes me. This amazes. Oh my goodness, Michael! How can you say that? Well, because they're just animals, and you're gonna take money away from your own children. Take money away from your own home for an animal. Animal. But you're right. People. Don't, I don't believe. I can't believe you would do that. What do you think it is, by the way, for the, all all of you who have a remote control for your dog so your dog can change channels while you're gone? For all of you who have air-conditioned dog houses, what do you think dogs did before people? You know, my dad grew up in a house without air conditioning in South Carolina, and they had a dog. And nobody sued them for mandatory cooled air for the rights of the dog. I, mean, did, I, I don't know. Like I said, I guess I'm the only guy left. I mean, Katie and I were the last holdouts on the humans are more important than animals team, and no animals don't have any rights. Robert, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hey, Michael. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I, I just think there's room for, for consideration on all points here. Um, you know, I, I have a cat. I'm a single guy, and <clears throat> I love this mm. cat. You know, he's gotten me through some 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 pretty difficult times, and um, you know, when when I complain about him, I have people mm-hmm. you know say, "Well, why don't you just get rid of him or right. something like that?" And 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 it's not an option, and I'll I'll tell you why because they do become a part of our lives. I'm sure your dog. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'd be really really devastated if something horrific happened Absolutely. to your to your pet. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it. I don't think there's anything wrong with the discretion that people use um, to give the attention that they do to their pets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it a little overboard? Sure. I'm not one of these people, though, that doesn't say there isn't room for, you know, we have to have, um, we have, to have testing on products and, and drugs and food and, right. and makeup for women and all this stuff. And, yeah, it's got to be tested on something. Uh, and, and I'm not one of these big, you know, people who say mm-hmm. stop it all and sure, I get you it. know unquarantine C- all can i ask you one last question as a single guy with a cat do you think animals have rights do you think the court should say <clears throat> that animals can sue or have a litigation on their well, behalf I, I think that's a bit tough and i'll real quickly i used to be a code enforcement officer for the for the atlanta police department mm-hmm. um here 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 in atlanta and i was assigned to the western side of the city uh, in some off the old Bankhead Highway corridor, and uh, I will tell you that working in that capacity, I saw things in that part of Atlanta that would absolutely rip your heart out. And I spent a great deal of my housing code enforcement duties attending to right. animal issues. And and I can understand, you know, abuse is abuse, and abuse <clears throat> is terrible. And there's, you know, I'm glad that it's uh, illegal to abuse animals. But at the same time, it shouldn't abusing an animal is not the same as abusing a child. And despite the argument made on behalf of a chimp in court that, quote, this chimp is the equivalent of a human child. No, no, it's not. But thanks for that great call. We don't hear from a lot of guys who are single, own a cat and admit it. I'm super. Thanks for asking. All things considered, I couldn't be better. I'm a thing. What's the name of the cat? Did we find out? 
Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. They have culture. They have a material culture, a social culture. Uh, they, they have a symbolic culture. It's 1051. I'm Michael Graham. That is the activist for the non-human rights project. The lawyer, Steve Wise, arguing that chimpanzees should not be able to be held in captivity because they have a culture. They're they're like us. As the uh, uh, as another attorney said, the chimp is the equivalent of a human child. Do you agree that animals are the equivalent of a human child? Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. Do you agree that a, a baby is a pig is a dog is a whatever that it's all the same and therefore it's wrong to imprison them to own them 844-404-1067 that is the court case in front of a judge right now as the non-human rights project asks that chimps be given personhood rights and it's going something's going to happen and it's it all comes from this new I blame Walt Disney. We now are like third, fourth generation in of people who've grown up watching movies and TV shows where animals talk, sing, dance, play games, do math. And there's you, Americans don't want to admit it, but there's a certain um, um, number of us who actually believe that or kind of like in the back of their minds believe that, that when they leave the house, their dog is going through their shelves and their cat is... Uh, using the calculator. I mean, I, I had a woman swear to me that her cat could say mommy. She swore. I mean, she was angry when I mocked her for it. Of course, your cat can't say my cat can say mommy. My cat wants me. He goes, mommy, mommy. No, your cat's going meow, meow. And you're projecting mommy It's called anthropomorphism. You if you uh, took basic psych in high school or college, you ran into it. P- human beings project stuff out. It's the reason why you have kids shows that have like toasters and brooms and stuff with faces on them is because you project onto other stuff, human features. No, they're not human. They're not close to human. Russell says, so Michael, so when that chimp mauled a lady in Connecticut a few years ago, that would have been murder trial. Uh, but Ken says, no, no, no insanity defense. And then uh, one of our regular tweeters who tweets under the handle secret squirrel says, Hoping my dog doesn't sue me for that um, unwanted gender reassignment surgery. Um, <laughs> I had Blixie uh, demand as well. I, I do not need a lawsuit from my dog, but some people say, yes, I do. Let's ask Tanya. Tanya, thank you so much for the call. You're on with Michael Graham. Hi, Michael. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Glad to. Um, I, I just think that animals should be treated just as fairly as humans. I understand some people may agree, may disagree with sure. me, but um, I have a dog. I have a Jack Russell Terrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I treat my dog like my child. You know, um, every Christmas, my dog gets Christmas presents. You know, he she has a stocking. You know, I just think it's unfair for people to treat animals any different. You know, true enough, they can't talk, so we have to be their voices. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, we should treat animals just as fairly as humans. Do you have children? Animals, animals have feelings, too. Do, do you have children? I do. I and, do. And you honestly hold your animals and your children in the same amount of esteem? You care for them the same? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the house is on fire. You can carry one out. Do you carry a child or your dog? Of course, I would get my children out first, why? but then I would definitely go back and get my animals out. But why out. would you take the children out first? I thought you just said that we should hold them in equal esteem, that we should treat them the same. We should. We should. But I would definitely mm-hmm. make sure that my animals got out as well. But what they can't, that's what I'm saying. You've got time to carry one thing out, either a child or a dog. Which one do you carry out? Then, of course, I would take my children why out. Why do you say, of course? I don't understand. You just said that they're the same. You know, I I don't know. I'm not sure why I say that. You know, of mm-hmm. course, that's my child. I gave birth to my child. Yeah, exactly. I didn't give birth to my animal. Uh, well, I have one, but, last, one last question. Uh, as a vegetarian, do you find it hard to like, feed yourself and your dogs and everybody since you're a vegetarian? I always make sure my dogs have food, too. You know, of course, I make sure my children and my dog eat. But it's, it's got to be hard to feed. I mean, as a vegetarian, you have fewer food options. Do you struggle to find vegetarian food? For your pets and your kids? No. Because no. you're not a vegetarian? I'm not a vegetarian. Tanya, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it at 844-404-1067. And it's all... I can't add to that. I I think the case was just made there as strongly as anyone could possibly make it. So, okay, coming up, here's what we got left. Have you seen the map yet? It's called the uh, Judgmental Map of Atlanta. Soccer Boy, what part of the Judgmental Map of Atlanta do you live in? Do you live in uh, in uh, Little Cracktown, or do you live in Chambodia? Or which, which part of the map do you live in? Mine is uh, middle-class people who want to look rich. <laughs> That's mine. That's your part of town? Okay. Very, very close to cougar hunting. A cougar hunting is a very key part of the Atlanta map. Every place I've ever lived, there have been communities that have nicknames because of the way, way we live our lives and the activities. So just like all the Krogers, you've got the Carjack Kroger and the Kroger and the Stinky Kroger and the Kosher Kroger. You have parts of towns that have their own little names, etc. And my map is incomplete, so I'm hoping you can help me fill out my map. Uh, also, the latest on the story of the Georgia man who wanted to become an ISIS fighter. When I tell you who he was and the details about him, I think you're going to be pretty surprised by that. And are we at the uh, point, as Marco Rubio says, where simply having the typical opinion of a mainstream evangelical Christian makes you a hater, borderline hate crime criminal? That's what Senator Marco Rubio suggests. It's all coming up. I am Michael Graham. Georgia man just pleaded guilty to trying to help the terror group ISIS. The revelation that the Clintons had a secret shell company that went unreported on Hillary Clinton's financial disclosures further demonstrates they are not giving voters the full picture of their wealth. Hey, Monday morning, uh, they're going to rejoin the fight. Uh, They have been caught uh, calling and communicating with the Taliban. This is one of the biggest mistakes President Obama has ever made. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. I've been coloring my hair for years. You're not going to see me turn white in the White House. Good morning, it's 1107 at News Radio 1067. Uh, 
am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, grew up in rural redneck South Carolina, just outside of Columbia, where Mrs. Bill Clinton was yesterday. And it's so fascinating how this Wellesley-educated former Secretary of State and U.S. Senator seems to change her vocabulary or her her uh, accent based on who she's talking to. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. <laughs> Nobody told me that the road would be easy. Ouch. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. And if he did bring me this far, at least I'd look good. I've been coloring my hair for years. Ah. You're not going to see me turn white in the White House. It, you just have to wonder, is there a point uh, where the shame is just too bad? I mean, let's can we, can we be honest? May we? I'm always trying to be honest. I just want trying to engage you because I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be honest. Nobody is voting for Mrs. Bill Clinton because they support Mrs. Bill Clinton. The only reason to vote for Mrs. Bill Clinton is because she's Mrs. Bill Clinton. She's a woman who was married to Bill Clinton. You change either of those things. You make her Ralph Clinton or you make her Mrs. Bill Johnson and the whole campaign falls apart. You are voting for Mrs. Bill Clinton because she sits when she pees. That is the only reason. And you just wonder, when does the corruption and the pandering and the just... Off-putting, you don't understand how poor we are. We only have $150 million that we shook down foreign governments for while I was in the Secretary of State's office. That's all we have. I mean, can you be, can a, can a Hillary Clinton supporter be embarrassed? I just came from Kiki's Chicken and Waffles. Of course you Which did. I highly recommend. Highly. I highly recommend Kiki's Chicken. I love me some chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles are great. No doubt about it. And Kiki's? Fine establishment in Columbia, South Carolina. If you are in Columbia, go by. I'm more of a lizard's thicket guy myself, meat and three veg, but that's fine, whatever. Don't, aren't you embarrassed? It was interesting. There was an article yesterday saying, essentially, voters won't care about all these tricky financial things that the Clintons have done because they won't understand. It's too complicated. Bill Clinton was getting money through this LLC that he created to funnel money so they could keep it off the tax records. And then the Clinton Foundation never disclosed that the money was coming in that way because they didn't have. And people went, Hillary Clinton's the secretary of state and countries that want to get weapons from us suddenly started writing checks to her husband for half a million dollars and seventy thousand dollars. And that has nothing to do with the weapons deal that Hillary approved. Why? It just gets And I just how much of that before you just are too embarrassed? To vote for it. I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem admitting that there have been people that I'm just too embarrassed to vote for. I mean, I, I was never going to vote for Herman Cain for president of the United States, period. I'm nothing against the guy. Seems like a nice enough guy. But, like, really? No, I'm not voting for the pizza guy who's feeling up the help in front of his car to be president of the United States. Not going to happen. Donald Trump. I would be too embarrassed to tell people that I was voting for Donald Trump. Wouldn't you? Would you honestly say I'm voting for? I would, just, I would, I would cringe. I would no. And how is Mrs. Bill Clinton any different? How much? 
uh, uh, how much corruption does it take? And back to that article I was mentioning, the guy in the Washington Post, he lays out, you know, it's complicated and no one can keep track of all this stuff. And then he says, here's the difference between Mitt Romney. People perceive that Mitt Romney got his money out in the capitalist system. That he went out and got his money as an, you know, as a capitalist in business. And so they are more distrustful of him than they are of Hillary Clinton because of the way she got her money. Wait a minute. How did she get her money? She got her money through pure open corruption. Hi, I'm really powerful. And also, I'm going to run for president of the United States. I might be even more powerful. Wouldn't you like to give me some money? Why, yes, we would. And so people wrote checks for $2 billion to the Clinton Foundation, which gave less than 10% of that to charity. The Clintons walk away with $150 million. It is pure political graft. And that's, you know, this is another one of those moments like the, you know, I love my dog, but he's just a dog versus my dog is a person and should have rights. Where the second group is winning, are, have we reached a point in America where people really think less of someone who goes out and creates a company and invests money to pay the bills? That that's less good than someone who says, oh, my gosh, I'm a corrupt politician. Yeah, people wrote me checks because they knew I had power and they w- I would do them favors. I would assume that the le- second group was the bad guys, the less good guys. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we hate capitalists so much. Maybe we hate hard work so much. Maybe we hate success so much that we like the political grifters more than we like the Mitt Romney business guys. That's what the Washington Post argued yesterday. 844-404-1067. One thing nobody can argue, I don't think, is that our plan with ISIS isn't working. Have you heard the latest about the terrorists that we exchanged for a dirtbag deserter? I've got an update for you coming up. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Stop the rock. Stop the rock. Stop the rock. It's 1119. Yeah, Michael Graham, so glad you're here. Half hour away from your chance to win free lunch. But hey, right now, I want to give away something to those of you who've always dreamed of writing a book, getting a book published, publishing your own book. The first annual Publish 15 publishing convention is coming up Saturday and Sunday, June 13th and 14th at the Forsyth Conference Center in Cumming, Georgia. A two-day publishing convention with 20 different workshops, experts in the publishing industry, access to live demonstrations and giveaways. If you've always dreamed of writing your own book, getting your own book published, This is the place to be, and I've got two tickets right now. If you jump on the phones, the third caller at 844-404-1067. Two tickets to the first annual Publish 15 Publishing Convention in Cumming, Georgia, June 13th and 14th. That's 844-404-1067. So I got to tell you, I was a little surprised when I saw the report that a Georgia guy had been busted trying to join ISIS. We begin with breaking news out of Augusta. A Georgia man just pleaded guilty to trying to help the terror group ISIS. 37-year-old Leon Nathan Davis pleaded guilty to attempting to provide material support to a foreign terroristic organization, including ISIS. Now, what was this guy going to do? 
Leon Davis wanted to join ISIS in their cause uh, at whatever they needed him to do, whether that be teaching or fighting. Teaching or fighting. So his plan was, well, here, here's uh, the FBI agent Angela Tobin, Tobin explaining the plan. Leon Davis was apprehended at the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport as he was attempting to check in at the counter to fly to Turkey. From Turkey, he was going to be smuggled into Syria to join ISIS in Raqqa. Now, uh, I'm going to share with you how I, what I honestly observe about this. And if, uh, you know, I, I say something I'm supposed to say, it's not my intention. But I'm, when I saw Leon Nathan Davis III, I was shocked. Because Leon Nathan Davis is a redneck. I know rednecks. I know Augusta rednecks. I dated the daughter of Augusta redneck when I was in high school. I would drive down from Pelion to see her. She went to North Augusta High School, and uh, I, you know, I I got chased away from the house by a guy with a gun once. So, you know, rednecks are my people. And you look at this chubby, round-faced, white, and yes, I'm. Somewhat surprised that he's a straight-up white guy. No, you know, he's not uh, Arabic or Middle Eastern or whatever. And he's 37 years old. A 37-year-old Augusta, Georgia, bald, white redneck going off to Turkey and then Syria to fight with ISIS. What does that tell you? It tells me a couple of things. Number one... Whoever is still out there clinging to the notion that the problem isn't religion, then what is it? What is it? Think about all of the terror events we've had. You know, up in Canada, the guy went in and tried to shoot up the, you know, the Capitol. Uh, Charlie Hebdo, the two guys who attacked the cartoon contest, uh, the uh, uh, you know attacks in Germany and around the world. You look in London, uh, the the lone wolf attacks. What do they have in common? I mean, here's a bald, chubby redneck who looks like he ought to be at Farm Boy's Barbecue, you know, flipping the ribs and stirring the beans, and he's one. You got punk 20-something kids who are trying to join. You have women who are traveling from Europe to join ISIS. Black, white, young not so young. I'm not going to say old. I haven't seen any old ISIS recruits. But 37 years old ain't young. <coughs> Excuse me. There's only one thing that from Australia to America to Argentina binds all these people together. And it's summarizing the fact that Leon Nathan Davis the third from Augusta, South Carolina, from Augusta, Georgia, goes by the name Abdul Wakil Khalil and Abu Haraya al-Amikri. Obviously, there's only one thing that pulls these people together. There is something about Islam that causes young disenfranchised Somalis and chubby middle-aged white guys and teenage girls and college-educated Canadians to say, I want to go kill in the name of my faith. There's something about Islam. What more proof do you need than Leon Nathan Davis III. The other thing this tells me is ISIS needs to work in its recruiting. <laughs> Wait, you're going to bring the redneck from, from Georgia to go teach you? What's he going to teach you? You know, how to pop the clutch on your car when it won't start? You know, how to make meth in the back of your trailer? I mean, what is, seriously, what, 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 what skills does this guy bring with him from Augusta, Georgia?
I have no idea. But you can't deny that the uh, ISIS recruiting is working. One of the things that the FBI agent talks about in the story is, quote, ISIS has done a tremendous job of recruiting Westerners, targeting Westerners through social media. We don't even know how many there are, but I am certain there are others here in America. Abdul Wakil Khalil, a.k.a. Leon, was seen at the, at the 14th Street Mosque in Atlanta, posing and praying. He's also been in prison for drugs in the past. Man, look, face it, ISIS knows how to use the media. They know how to talk the lingo. Terrorist Top 40. I'm Casey Ben Kasem, and welcome back to the Terrorist Top 40. At number two this week, that was That's What Makes You I.E. Delicious from No Direction, featured on the cover of Rolling Stone's Hottest Terrorist 2013 issue. That was a long-distance dedication from a girl in solitary confinement out in Wisconsin who writes, Dear Casey Bencasem, I know what these young men did, like, you know, with blowing things up and like, well, hurting innocent people like and stuff is considered like, you know, bad, but like, they're just representing today's youth, and well, gosh, they're like just so darn cute. Signed, Liz. Terrorist Top 40. Stay tuned, because coming up, we've got the hottest tunes on every Al-Qaeda iPod, including Jihad for Teacher by Van Turban. And the number one with a bullet song this week, the Waterboard Boys and their summer fun smash, Gonna Get Mo at Guantanamo. So stay tuned, because remember, it's not the fatwa that makes you fought. It's the fought that makes you fought. Thank you, Casey Ben Kasem. I am Michael Graham. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit AtlantaHomesGuru.com forward slash radio.